about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hi, my name is Pete Edgerton and welcome to podcast number 290. Yes, only another 289 to catch up on if this is your first time of listening. Are you on our website, yourharrogate.co.uk or perhaps your favourite podcast location? Either way, appreciate your support. There's plenty going on this weekend, including the Autumn Flower Show at Newby Hall and Gardens. You can see more of that by following us on our social feeds also lots of competitions to get stuck into at yourharrogate.co.uk click the tab that says win and in a week's time Dogfest is on at Harewood House we have got half price tickets with our fantastic half price vouchers you can save over £50 on entry it's an awesome fun show for you and your four legged friends find out more by going to the voucher page once again of our website yourharrogate.co.uk now invariably at the end of this week because we're putting this out on Friday the 15th of September, we focus on local football and we've got two Yorkshire derbies. Coming up, Knaresborough Town women are kicking off at Borough Bridge. We've kind of got to sit on the fence with that one, but we're hearing from a couple of players from Knaresborough Town women. This is their first game in the West Riding League Division 2. And first of all, to League 2 for the men, Harrogate Town are off to Bradford City. And I've been speaking to the gaffer, Simon Weaver. Simon, first of all, never a good feeling to lose a match, right at the death especially. How has everybody responded in training this week since the Gillingham defeat? Yeah, very well indeed, as I expected them to do so. We had a good chat um, in the immediate aftermath of the game in the changing room. Um, because obviously they were devastated at losing in the 95th minute. I mean, the timing was awful. However, they just uh, pushed Gillingham right to the limits and they were obviously elated they're top of the table elated to get the late winner against us but reflecting on the game you know we uh, we did push them hard the top of the table team we did control large passages of play we played with a certain style that, you know it was attractive we, we want to build on to create and we've now got to create more chances by improving the final ball other than that we look solid reliable on the ball and progressive with the ball and so there are many aspects where you go, yeah, yeah, keep working at that and keep working at the finer details of the final ball. Then I think we can challenge in in most games, if not all. Is there a lack of confidence in front of goal from the team at the moment or, or is that not the case? Um, well, we want to obviously score more goals, but I think it's, it's just allowing the players to free up on the final ball rather than the finish uh, and working on movements ahead of the ball ahead of the midfielders or fullbacks. Um, and it's also having clarity on, you know, when the ball's adjacent to the box, stick it in there, you know, with, with quality. And you only have to see England play and probe in different ways the other night against Scotland to know that without have to be one-dimensional, but in and around the box, you have to show a bit more composure and, and end product. It's felt a hectic period, both off and on the pitch, especially with the Cup games midweek recently. How welcome has this week been to just pause, gather thoughts and, and prepare for Bradford? Or would you have preferred to have had a midweek game to get things going again? No, I think it, we've used the time well. We've been able to reflect more thoroughly on what was a, a good performance at Gillingham. And the good things that worked, it's, it's not just about coming down on the players for, oh, well, that we were short in that, short in that. It was really good, really good. Now, can we ramp that up a little bit? Uh, can we help the players in any way, shape or form to play with uh, even more freedom? Um, and then 
in the end, we'll hope to have more end product, but uh, we've also had more time to uh, figure out Bradford and what we expect, how they, we expect them to set up and play. And so we've utilised that extra time. With regards to those those knocks to Sam and Josh during the Gillingham game, and I, I'm assuming that Josh March is still out of contention at this moment in time. How are you yeah. doing for injuries? Yeah, not too bad at all. Both players have come through all right in the training that we've done so far. With Josh March, he'll be a little bit longer, but that was anticipated anyway. But no, I'm happy with the squad strength moving into Bradford. Now, just away from yourselves, and generally speaking, within League Two, one management change that has been highlighted recently, Tranmere have sat their top man, Ian Dawes, which, given that he's only been in the post since May, seemed premature to say the least do you feel that it's getting worse with pressure from what club owners expect with what fans expect or do you just accept it's part and parcel of the job it's a results business i think everything types up these days isn't it whether you're on a good spell or bad spell by social media different people involved in different clubs unfortunately because there's no it's not like we've got lots of people having having a say here, you know, and um, agents of players going above my head to the owner, it just wouldn't work here. I think often it's a deflection from board level that it's not their fault. So top manager or first coach, the season's not settled, has it? I think it's two wins for Tranmere season, rocket up the table. I don't know the, the workings of that club, but uh, it's unfortunate that a good man has lost his job. Now, with regards to this weekend, always a fixture that fans look out for. I'm sure you look out for as a team as well. Surely you don't have to get the players up for this one. A Yorkshire derby at Bradford City. No, everybody in the building will be fired up for it. We're really looking forward to it. It's a great stadium and, and ground to play in. And yeah, we've always enjoyed the, the, the more local games. And how do you see the, the game going? Because, I mean, in fairness, Bradford, again, another club similar to Tranmere, who probably the expectation is so, so high given the size mm-hmm. and the history of the club. And they must be looking at the table thinking, well, we're not satisfied where we are at the moment. So so what do you expect when three o'clock comes on Saturday? I think they'll uh, make every attempt to reproduce the form of the second half against Grimsby. I mean, the first half was set up with about five. and uh, Grimsby took the game to them. In the second half, they set up with a 4-3-3 and got more in the faces of Grimsby, put balls in the box, and the crowd were, were right up for that. So um, we expect uh, a full-blooded game. Big thanks to Simon for taking time out of training to speak to me, and it goes without saying, come on town in the Yorkshire Derby in League Two at Bradford City. Now, on Sunday this week, Sunday the 17th of September, Knaresborough Town women kick off their first match in Division 2. They play in the West Riding County Women's Football League. They absolutely smashed Division 4 last year and they appealed to the FA to get promoted a couple of divisions. It worked. They're in Division 2, so it's going to be tougher. Their first game is at Boroughbridge and I've been speaking to right back Chloe Hickson and first of all centre back here comes Beth Paget. All about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. So Beth first of all how was last year because there were some stunning score lines. Yeah I think last season was a, a really good start for Nersborough as a club as a new club coming through. I think with the team that we had uh, and we continue to have a lot of progress from players and the club in general was really good. And with the results that we had, it just showed on the pitch all the effort behind the scenes as well as put in at training. 
and what we showed in games as to why we should be in a higher league. So, yeah, it was overall it was really good. It was exciting. We played some really good football and now it's just to build on it for next season. Were you surprised at some of the score lines or before the season began, were you all confident that you could do that? Because like you've already alluded to there, deep down, and this is not meant to sound big-headed, and I'm sure you're not meaning it to sound big-headed, but you all knew really that you should be starting at a higher level. Yeah, I mean, obviously the girls, um, a lot of the girls have played at a higher level, so we knew what the team had and the capabilities of the team. I think going into the league, I think we just went in and wanted to have fun, see where we were at. I mean, Mike set out from the start and the club, the ethos and what we wanted to achieve, and we went out and did that. Like, some of the scores that we obviously did have, they were a shock to begin with, but I think as the season built and we built as a team and got to know one another, things just settled and we just knew we needed bigger and better things and we're now in a higher league and hopefully we can do the same and replicate the same as last season. I was almost disappointed actually, Beth, that when I uh, check the results every Sunday that if you didn't get into double figures, I thought, come on ladies, what are you playing at? <laughs> yeah, I mean, du- double figures is uh, obviously it's a good achievement to get. I think sometimes, not to be big-headed again, but... Um, did sometimes have to feel sorry for the other teams, but we just had that ruthlessness last season. And again, that's what Mike instilled into us to continue to play and play our football, uh, regardless of the score, because that's the way that we're going to develop. And hopefully next season we can continue that. I know Mike in pre-season already set out what he wants, the type of formations we're going to be playing and wanting to play out from the back. And I look forward to that because that's the type of football I love. It'd be really good to see what this season brings. And with the first game, obviously, this Sunday, it's exciting. Yeah, and even more tasty, the fact that it's only just down the road at Borough Bridge. So a good place to start with the fact that it's a uh, a local derby. Yeah, it'd be good to see where we're, uh, we're at for the first game. I know we had them in pre-season um, and we won it during pre-season. But um, I think now that it's the start of the league, we just need to start firing on all cylinders and get that win. Um, and go forward and keep pushing. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hiya, Chloe. Thanks for hanging on. It's all right, no worries. Before Nairsborough Town, where were you? I was playing at Harrogate Railway before joining Nairsborough. And in comparison, going from railway to uh, a brand new setup uh, at Nairsborough Town, what, what was that like and, and how has it been, you know, now that you're a season in and that you've been promoted a, uh, a couple of leagues? been a big thing, a big change. I think I've learned how to play well and been coached how to play differently as a player. And I think that's the main thing, the difference in the way I thought to play. What about the excitement surrounding the, the women's game, which has really ramped up over the uh, the past few years? Obviously, the success of the Lionesses at the Euros nearly gutted that they didn't quite do it in the uh, in the World Cup, but still absolutely fantastic that they got to the final. Uh, have you seen a real difference within the ladies' side of the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot more people come along that haven't really played before and stuff like that, which I think is really good. Um, it's a stepping stone, so definitely going in the in the right direction. How is it, Beth, that I'm just looking at the table, the, the second division at the moment. How is it that, I mean, same as Boroughbridge, they've already played two games. So why is it that some, some teams start sooner than others? Um, so the reason we started, obviously, with this season is the first week, so what, oh, I think we've got 11 teams in the league. So obviously one team won't be playing. And then our first game was actually meant to be last Sunday. But we 
postponed it due to um, people obviously being away on holiday and obviously our coach Mike uh, taking part in the Great North Run and yeah, obviously course. we're really happy in what he achieved and as a club obviously we backed him for that. I think even though we've had like an extra two weeks uh, or other teams have had an extra two weeks on us, um, I still think we're going to come through and we've been working hard in training, putting in the fitness on the outside as well as at training and we're starting to obviously get them fresh legs back for the season so uh, yeah, it'll be good to start the game with a win. Uh, I know the girls will go out there and uh, put their all in as well and all their efforts. I can't wait. Uh, and during, obviously, um, the summer months and, and pre-season, Chloe, h- how do you feel with fitness levels and, and what you've learned in that first season with Nairsborough Town women from, from where you were when you first started? Yeah, pre-season has been um, a lot different to when we first started, um, like the intensity and, and the standard. We're expecting a lot more. Obviously, the league, we're going in a higher league this season, so everyone needs to be a bit more switched on. The fitness is, is a massive thing. Um, but no, pre-season's been good um, and just sort of setting ourselves and setting the standards ready for the next season, really. Is there a particular team to beat? Who do you think is going to be up there come the end of the season? Hopefully you guys, but obviously who else? Hopefully us. Obviously we've got uh, Bradford under-21s in ours, which was in our league before and obviously they come second. So I reckon maybe they'll be one just from previous experience. And obviously, I think it's a team called Atletico that are at the top at the minute. Yeah, they are. Um, so obviously, they're one to watch if they're already top. But it's good for us to have a bit of a challenge and a bit of a competition this season, hopefully. And just finally, Beth, I've either confused you with another Beth Padgett or, or it is you. Do you do a bit of boxing as well? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, took part in a charity event in uh, April. And how was that? Uh, yeah, you know, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um I don't think people realise the amount of work and exercise that goes into boxing, but the physicality of it was uh, really good. I mean, it helps me with my aggression, helps me stay calm uh, and take my anger out. That's what football does as well. So, But no, it was it was really good, enjoyable, fun, because obviously I did it for charity as well. Same charity as what Mike's been raising for mine. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was really good as well because the girls came as from football to support me and it was really nice seeing him afterwards when I won in the crowd cheering me on and shouting brilliant stuff well I second I've only ever when I um, I used to live in York and I got invited to a local boxing club they said oh come down come for one of our training sessions and I don't think I've ever been through something so tough <laughs> it's, it's yeah. serious they work definitely know how to put you through your pain <laughs> oh my it. word uh, but yeah no, I think what I learned from boxing in that training I've also instilled into football a little bit with what I've learned so obviously not punching people I was gonna but, say yeah don't take it too uh, far Beth yeah no obviously not punching people but like just the the mentality the toughness the resilience to power through because even though it might be three minutes them three minutes are a hard slog and you've kind of linked it to when you've got like three minutes left in the game and you just want to keep pushing and even though you're tired and you've just got to get past that mental barrier really. You'll have a gate